let me say that the political if you like, the political big This is the News Made of Students podcast. It's myself, Lex, here with my boy AC. You're not middle class, you're not black white. Joy, one podcast at a time, discussing all things. Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo! <laughs> what are you that? Bro, it's been, it feels like it's been a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's been a long time, man. But a lot, a lot, a lot, man. What, what are you saying? What are you saying? How are you, bro? It's man. I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. Just trying to stay out of this war, bro. Trying to stay out of this war, bro. Trying to stay, trying to stay, trying to stay this peaceful. Yeah. Honestly, like, there's just, boy, it's too much is going on right now. When we're all just facing it for face value, we're seeing it just as a war, you know. We know bombs are being dropped, lives are being lost. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just kind of like words and images right now, you know, in terms of just the way that, I guess, society, the media consumer society has been disconnected from the realities of war. You know, like, it is, it is like nothing is happening at the same time. And we know that, this is a pivotal war because Russia is involved with a, a country that's potentially got allegiance with NATO. There's foreign forces being gathered on a volunteer thing, like they're promoting this weird kind of legion, which we know can only lead to another another mercenary group coming, basically. You know, and like we said. It only took a few months before Wuhan became very present and the realities of that settled in once it had arrived in the UK. And like you said, we're trying to stay out of this war. Really raw dangers right now <laughs> in terms of implications for Europe, you know. But yeah, man. It's, um, it's, really, it's really going off. It's really going off. Yeah, no, it, it's really good enough, bro. I'm not like, you know, I think it's funny because when all this was happening, we from the outside is like, you know, when I say we, us as like people in Britain, we were like talking like, right, like, looks bad out there kind of thing. Like, it won't affect us, but you know, let's 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 do let's do up, um, let's do up, you know clapping for Ukraine or something like that, bruv. Just your just gesture politics and gesture yeah. just gestures to show solidarity and stuff. But now, you know, the effects of this uh invasion or war is creeping onto our shores. Bro, petrol prices are a madness at the moment. Mm. Um absolute madness. Mm. Um that's one effect. But then I think for us is that the whole thing that it's like for for us, and I think us those of the African diaspora, it was almost like, again, we knew that African people will be caught up in this mess in a different way 
than those of their Ukrainian and Russian counterparts. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and we're just fortunate we live in a society in the world that has social media and stuff where our brothers and sisters across the diaspora can show us in real time the fuckeries that they experience on a day-to-day basis. But, you know, God forbid that racism stops during a war, but hell no. And for those who don't know what I'm referring to, it's, I'm referring to footage and um, cases of African students being told to get off uh, trains, buses, that are leaving to go to uh, neighboring countries to seek uh, refuge because they're told that they're not Ukrainian or that the the seats are reserved for women and children. That's fair, cool, that's fair. And then they're told that their seats are reserved for white Ukrainian men. And that's when it's like, oh, right, okay, cool. So, you know, women and children, people can be like, all right, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, what are black women, what, what, are black, what about a black woman or a black child? Are those people not considered human beings? In 2022, where, you know, the lots of kind of deniers are, have been present in this kind of modern time. But this is just definitely something that on a national scale, you can't deny. It's very, very, it's very real. And it's very, very cruel, cruel, unjust action being taken by those that are in authoritative, like localized authoritative positions, which, which is is is, is very telling. And then there's very telling of the kind of the kind of perspective that groups of Europeans have on the rest of the world and on people of the world, people of the world, just as they are of variety, just as also they are people of the world who are seeking peace, just as they are, yet they have time to still infringe on their rights. Whilst, whilst like in, in this kind of, um, in this situation, and it, it's, it's, it's bizarre behavior, you know, internal conflict on this kind of scale and this confusion, begging, you know, like obviously understanding the feelings of being being persecuted by an unjust predator, going through that real reality, yet in that same breath, being able to almost wear the suit of the wolf, you know, wear the seat, uh, the, the skin of the wolf, and then aim to prey on another, another group. Whilst at the same time, seeking refuge from from that a situation where a wolf is preying on them so um yeah it, for the, for people to have that energy to still to be in in this time of crisis while bombs are dropping while the sky is on fire bullets are ricocheting through buildings to say listen like there's no room for you based on your your race like undeniably undeniably knowing that they're being filmed knowing that this will 100% get around with confidence still saying yes this is this is the um, affirmative action that we're going to go for mm-hmm. like you know it's, it's, it's very it's very very telling like 
for me, like it, it, it is something that is awful and something that needs to be addressed on that world on that world level in the in the same way. And obviously, I'm not gonna say, oh, stop, stop the stop the peace campaign and stop the pursuit to end the war. No, press on, press on, press on. But don't you can't ignore the cruelties that are being done during that time, you know. And at the end of the day, a lot of a lot of most of the world are looking to see if somehow some form of intervention can be made to halt halt the the kind of spread of the Russian invasion in Ukraine. And they're trying to the the route is that they're going for through is pretty much war crimes and that inhumane treatment of of prisoners of war that they capture and saying that Russia's committing war crimes. Yet in that same breath, did they have time to be racist, time to directly place the life of others as a direct more importance based on their race, mm-hmm. a race that has been decided, decided site like a race that has been created that is not that even a natural concept as a concept of creation, where we know that there's a, there's way too much variety within these race groups for race mm-hmm. really to even be an umbrella for anything. It's just mm-hmm. a way we we know that is a way to disenfranchise people and disconnect people. Race is mm-hmm. a divisive, it's a divisive construct. Yet we see just how divisive and just how ostracizing race as a concept can be in this during these times of atrocity. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to like it's hard to imagine what was actually going through. it's hard to imagine for me what goes through the mind of a racist. Mm-hmm. For me personally, yeah, a racist during mid-war. Like, like, I mean, make it make sense, please. You know, make it make sense. It'll make it make sense, but I totally agree, man. It's um, it's disheart- it's just disheartening to watch, disheartening to see that during these times, you know. And I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say that the basic cliche thing of what people will be saying, like, oh, you know, these people have fleed wars to come to another war. So really, the majority of the the black African pe- people that are being affected by this are students. Not yeah, people that fled have fled a war torn country, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, the rhetoric around the whole the war and also the difference in people is uh, very fascinating as well because I've seen uh, clips of reporters. Yeah. Saying things like these people are not refugees in reference to the Ukrainian people. These people are not refugees. These are white, blue eyed, decent people. So, you know, if you to draw inferences from that, so what are the what are the refugees that come from Syria or Liberia or Somalia? You know, are these people are these people then not decent people? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, the West and racism is showing its ass like always, and it's it's you know it, it, it's, it's a situation where you can't can't continue to go on, and you know you're 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 you're, you're having the news days around the war and stuff, yet there is a deeper oppression happening to people who are also trying to flee the same war, yet they are deemed as second class, sometimes third class citizens 
due to the color of their skin. So yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's concerning. You know, and it's a big SOS, definitely, to pretty much like yeah, get get these get these students, get these get get these people that are being marginalized, get these people that are being like that are being pretty much um pretty much yeah racially abused <laughs> it's hard to say honestly it's like mm-hmm. you don't want to believe it you know get, get them out of the country safely and 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 definitely support groups that are that are doing so mm-hmm. and put pressure on 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 these ambassadors on these on these governments to take action in order to ensure that everyone is safely evacuated from from ukraine you know we we don't like this war it, it goes to show what it's like having having a political a ruling political class that is disengaged from its actual people and how regardless of the what the people actually believe when the people don't actually look into how the politics is truly being played and we don't take on we don't take upon ourselves the responsibility to hold those that wield power into account in our own individual ways, in our own individual like in our individual rights that have been permitted to us in these forms of democracies. This is what can lead to, and this is what is being led to, and this is the real realities for other countries from countries that we actually live in. It's just that it's mm-hmm. not countries that are on the border right mm-hmm. now, but. To be honest, Britain had a very real reality like that as well, like not too long ago with the IRA. Mm. But it, it just wasn't as direct in terms of the invasion. Well, that obviously, that's where Northern Ireland comes in, where Northern Ireland was, was created. And we know just how terrible that, that kind of situation was. Mm. This is not what is wanted, you know. And at the end of the day, this is showing its ass of how political ruling class can and will again and again do commit acts that are purely for their own individual self-gain where they know everybody will lose in terms of all of the people while they're safe and sheltered you know where and obviously we see a difference in the ukrainian president being on the front line but we don't really see we're not gonna there's no we're not gonna see putin on the front line anytime soon i'll tell you that for sure we're not gonna see boris on any front line anytime soon and we're definitely not going to be seeing Biden on the front line anytime soon. Yeah. We'll never be seeing Buhari, the Nigerian government president, in the front line. You know, we definitely mm-hmm. won't be. I, I, I don't. I, I can't say that I feel the same for the bar bit for the Bayesian heads of states and the Bayesian and the Bayesian ruling class. I definitely see them on the front front line. Mm-hmm. I'll be real. And you know, I, I, can't, I definitely see Gargani and Uncle. You know, at least. At least in the barracks, you know. Yeah, in fact. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that is oh that goes to show the connection between the people and that kind of political ecosystem, and that yeah. and that kind of political realm actually serving the people. Because war doesn't serve the people; no. it really just doesn't. There's no way you're going to get a million people saying, "Yeah, I need to. We need to go and kill those other people." Like. Let's yeah. be real, like, then no war is ever justified when it's happening between hundreds of people but impacting millions and billions. Yeah. You know, hundreds of people using their influence to wind up and whatever, 
whatever personal aim they aim to get is personal. It's not something that is is gonna be shared, you know, until until those few end up corrupting the hands of the many, you know, mm-hmm. which obviously we know can happen as well. We've got to recognize mm-hmm. humans are vulnerable to these kind of things, which is why we've got to stay on top of it. So prevention is always better than the cure, especially when it comes to war. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, wait, just let our people get through, though. Let our people get through. Don't stop. Don't stop. Africa, African people, right. brown skinned people from finding safety. They're entitled to find safety. Let them find their safety. Right. You know, if you have to stop them, you're forced. And that force itself is obviously encroaching on freedom and liberties. Stop it. You got to stop. They got to stop this. They got to stop, bro. Yeah. You know, they got to stop this. Uh, yeah, man. Those journalists, you know, I haven't heard one saying, you know, this is not somewhere like Afghanistan. This is, or Syria, this is Europe, you know. And when you even look at places like Syria, look at places like even Libya before the bombing campaigns from NATO took place in, in Libya. Libya is a beautiful place, beautiful, with great infrastructure. The Libyan governments were actually providing social care and welfare for, for the people of Libya. That's a fact. But what, what, what about in its post-bombed state? It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not in that, it's not in that kind of vibe. So for, for journalists to be being so insensitive to make these kind of comparisons and these kind of rhetoric is very dangerous as well. Very, very dangerous, you know, and these journalists definitely need to be fined or, or at least definitely some points need to be deducted. However, they regulate in, in this kind of way of insightful, of, you know, unjust insightful insightful like language and narratives like there, there needs to be tighter regulation there definitely like in terms of what is being incited we saw what happened when it when that isn't there when donald trump was inciting mobs to storm the capital capital um building you know it's dangerous people died people died people got headshotted you know through through that kind of behavior it's not what not what, what should be happening because trump is inciting and then the people are sh- getting shot in the head. And that, mm. that is a reality of a chain effect, chain reaction of events. Can't ignore that. Mm-hmm. You know, so these journalists need to really, you know, hold, hold, hold some accountability in the way that they prevent, present unbiased, objective news. Definitely, yeah, it looks like the news made us us do this, man.